Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Real Thrills Podcast. I am your host, Jay, and I am here with Eric. How are you today? Hello, everyone. Great. How are you? Awesome. How was your week? You had a busy, you had a busy week last. This was a long week, so this was a nice uh, break from the uh, the monotony of uh, the the forty hour work week. <laughs> yeah. So you were traveling. You were you were out in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. And we didn't decide on a movie until what I don't know forty eight hours ago. If that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we we pretty much and. And to everybody, yeah, we had a little bit short time. We didn't really get to let you know to kind of watch and listen the next day. But uh, we're doing The Ring, and it was made in 2002. And as soon as I walked through the door of Eric's lovely home, I was like, I was so happy to rewatch this. It was such a great <laughs> film to go back to. Yeah, for sure. Because I saw it once. And disclaimer, saw it in the theater. Another mm-hmm. one of those. I was 20 years old. I was in college. And this this actually moved the dial. And boy, did it ever. I mean, it was $48 million budget and grossed over $249 million in the box office, which at the time was the number one horror movie for its genre for box office smash. Yeah, and I think that most of the budget of that $48 million went to all that high-tech uh, VCR equipment they had in this movie. <laughs> right, or just <laughs> using the internet. <laughs> True. <laughs> There's a lot of internet usage in this and cell phones, like flip phones. I'm like, okay. But we're looking back on it and like, oh, it's not holding up very well. But at the same time, in 2002, it was like relevant. This is what's happening today. Yeah, the AOL discs were there. You know, they were yeah. they were logging in. They had 400 hours to make this movie. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, there was a trivia question about like, if you look in the, uh, when she's typing in some research, she's like, the main character, her name is Rachel, played by Naomi Watts. Um, she's doing some research. She's a journalist for, journalist for the Seattle newspaper. Yep. And uh, you can see in their top section, Windows ninety eight. I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, they didn't have the. They couldn't even shell out for Millennium Edition on that. Yeah, no, I, I guess not. Especially Seattle. I mean, come on, tech country. You should have been on like way ahead of the game. Way ahead. Yeah, I felt like there was a there was a fail there. But anyway, I digress. Let's get into some of the uh, other information. Do you have anything else about this film, a synopsis or anything? Um, yeah, I want to say real quick. So this was adapted from a uh, book series um, from Japan that was like a three-parter. And it mostly was about, um, I think, smallpox and sort of more of uh, infectious diseases and, rather than sort of technology and uh, revenge. Um, but there was an adaptation um, of The Ring in 1998 done in Japan that kind of flipped the script a little bit. And this movie is very much directly influenced by that film. Um, so this was technically the remake. And it was only a few years later, but it was the highest grossing remake of all time of hor- in the horror genre. And up then until up recently. until recent times, which was it. Yeah, so that's probably a 16-year run. Yeah, 15, 16 years, something yeah, like that. That's pretty great. But yeah, um, director um, uh, Gore Verbinski, and I guess he was like a former punk rocker. So it was uh, it was kind of cool to see uh, uh, you know kind of a Hollywood punk rocker that uh, then created you know got into horror and kind of a perfect fit. Did you see anything else that he has done before? Like I think he did movies? Pirates of the Caribbean the following year. Okay. Whoa. All right. <laughs> So, that's not bad. Yeah, that's a, he's, that's a that was a very high grossing franchise of a movie. Oh, definitely. So yeah, and he 
And if you go back and watch, again, I'm not going to be too film nerd on anybody because I'm not really that guy, but some of the cinematography, some of the shots, some of the panning, some of the way that they had camera angles using color, like we talked about on um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Episode 1. Go ahead and re-listen. I talked about colors and their usage, and this guy really used green a lot green uh, to be very unsettling. And it was Seattle, rain, water played a huge theme just feeling wet and gross he has like mossy almost like it it definitely created this like you're inside a fish tank kind of feeling and yeah definitely it it was unsettling uncomfortable the whole time either i felt like i was wet or it's like i'm in this just like green like and like i said they used a lot of that sky cam shots over the cars uh, a lot of boats islands beautiful views of seattle and washington in in general uh and We'll, we'll get into this later about the soundtrack, but uh, every time there was a great cinematography shot, the score was just as epic yep. at that time. The violin, the piano, um, we'll get into it more, uh, but Hans Zimmer did this uh, score. Um, we'll rate that later, and we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to Hans Zimmer and who he is, um, but his IMDb page is just like full of like Dunkirk, Inception. Yeah, he... Uh, I, I, you know, once we circle back to soundtracks, I'll throw a couple more so people are like, oh, this guy's an Oscar-nominated, Oscar-winning score. Like, this guy just produces score. Like, this Yeah, is, it's like the Chariots of Fire of horror movies. Yes. Like, it just has that, that vibe to it. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we mentioned the budget 48, but Jan Zimmer had a pretty big chunk of that. <laughs> like, the director, like you're saying, Gore was like, hey, I, I want Hans Zimmer. They must have been buddies or something. They'd be like... I don't know why I'm bringing him into this film, but the guy crushed. Yeah. I mean, being uh, being a bit of a music nerd probably, you know, had his eye on that, you know. It's like if I was, you know, writing some sort of, like, California surf movie, like, I'd be calling Tom Petty, you know. Right. <laughs> R.I.P. Tom Petty. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think um, that kind of narrows down the... The kind of uh, over overview, but uh, I guess we could talk about a uh, summary synopsis. Yeah, just yeah. I think we could. It's it's a like you you mentioned the technology uh, that it played, where it's, it was this videotape <laughs> that you would watch, and at the end you're watching like somebody's nightmare, which it, it, that kind of played, you know, as yeah the it, movies. It's a bit of like a Nine Inch Nails music video. Oh, yeah. Like it's got that vibe. Like you're like if you played, you know, uh, Nine Inch Nails or you know one of those bands over this. And video, around that time, it's like you're yeah. you're right on. You're like right Marilyn on. Manson or like that would totally be the right video for it. <laughs> yeah, and then right at the end, you know, the, the the screen goes blank. The phone rings. You pick up and it says seven days. You have seven days to live, and then and then we're off. And uh, we're off into the opening scene, right? Let's let's just jump right into it. Do you have anything else? I mean, no. That, so just just to just to kind of like finish up what happens in the movie is that, um, you know, basically there's someone who dies that's very near and dear to the our lead character and her son, um, and then she basically goes on a mission to try to figure out why this happened um and she also watches the tape and is now struggling to figure out a way to save herself and save her son and also investigate what happened because she's a journalist and that's what she does yeah 
It was in, in some of the banter that she had with her boss and how she just owned his ass. It was it was very <laughs> empowering for women and and uh, being a very uh, investigating journalist yep. at, at that time. So sure. um, Rachel's her name. So we'll we'll and that's night played by Naomi Watts. And so. I gotta say, she she's gorgeous. Yeah, I remember that back at the time, and then when I look back at it, I was like, "Who is who is that? Who's the female role in this in this movie?" And I I, I blanked, and then as soon as I saw her name flash in the credits, I was like, "Oh, Naomi Watts, yes." Yeah, because my twenty year old self really remembers that. Because you only you kind of remember like you're like, was it Nicole Kidman? Like who was it? Because she's she's a I don't would you call her a poor man's version <laughs> or just a version of our version of Nicole Kidman? Um, I like Naomi Watts better. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Um, but yeah, because because Nicole Kidman had a couple roles in kind of similar style, I guess thriller horror movies around that same time. I think she did the others, and I think there was something else that she was in. So, um, kind of like I think when you look back, it's a little bit of a whirlwind with like how that style kind of um, you know, kind of had a similar casting and uh. You know, for a few years we had we saw a very similar vibe with with these movies, but this one definitely started it. Oh, yeah, for sure. So good. There, Are we ready to go no, in the first ready. segment. All right, opening, opening scene, scene, which I'm just gonna come off right. You know, we, we'll get more into it, but as soon as I saw the opening, two girls sitting in a room, I'm like, scream! This is scream. Sure, it's a very big um like. This is Scream right now, and they're just a couple girls talking. You have better banter, and we'll, we'll, we'll circle to that. Like, they're just chit-chatting away, but they're talking about, like, conspiracies and technology. And, like, no two girls in high school, I think, are talking like that. That's kind of a – you could tell now it's kind of a Japanese feel or, yeah. or you, you know. You're kind of like, no, I don't think two girls are really talking about that. But there is gossip in there. They are chit-chatting away, watching TV, which are very big elements – the phone rings. There's things that are happening. They talk about the story, the urban legend. So now we're getting into more of the lore. So anything else? I mean, I'm sure you got notes. Yeah. So um, again, like you, you get an idea that they're either in Catholic school or some sort of, you know, private school because they're both wearing, you know, kind of uniforms. Um, you'd guess that they're probably... Olé. Yeah. <laughs> what are they? Maybe 17, 18, yeah. 16, 17. Okay, this is 20, 20 year old me watching. Yes. Like, so, sorry. 2002, I was like, oh, wow, okay. Um, and yeah, so we got Kate, right? Katie and Becky, or Becca. Becca, yeah. Kate and Becca are the two girls. Yeah, they're clearly home alone, just, yeah, bullshitting about technology. Well, kind of uh, Becca's more anti-establishment, anti-technology, TV rots your brain kind of person. And Katie's kind of like, I want to watch something else. You know, it's kind of, they're, they they definitely seem to have different opinions on on that. But it's kind of random that Katie turns around. She's like, have you heard about this videotape? Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of a random, like all of a sudden, maybe because they're on the, they're on the topic of, of television, but have you heard about this videotape, the murder tape that you, you watch and, and seven days later you're dead. Yeah, it's like yeah, super urban legend. You know, uh, again, it goes back to our our Candyman episode yep. where there was a lot of urban legend. And again, let's off the tip. I know we're about five or so minutes into this podcast, but a disclaimer: we will be spoiling the hell out of this movie. Oh yeah, FYI. But uh, 
for all those you I mean 249 million people watched it so I, I think we're good here agreed yeah <laughs> i think we're good here 20 years ago almost yeah almost if you a- haven't watched it in 20 years sorry like you're gonna and even if you do listen to us we're we're hoping to push you to watch it because it's 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 still an awesome film great directed i talked about the score on zimmer go look them up um yeah and again things got a little bit muddled i think if you're looking back now and you're looking at all the movies that came out around that same time that were based on the internet or based on television or based on scary weird japanese Girl this was the crawling first. This that was, are, yeah, this like, was the one that was at, this, that this kicked kind of all that off. Yeah. So that's why go pay that homage to this because that's what they were doing as as the next three or four years unfolded. Definitely. Anyway, so two girls they're in a room chit chatting away. Looks like they're having a sleepover. Parents are out of town. They're talking urban legend. The phone rings. Everyone's scared at that point. Well, so uh, Becca tells Katie, "I saw that video," and she's she's panicking. She's like, "I saw that video." And I watched it with Josh, who she finds out was her. Katie saw it. Katie saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Katie saw it. She's telling Becca, I saw this and um, saw it with my boyfriend. Finds out that they went to a lodge together. They found this tape. They watched it. They thought they were watching. The lovely Shelter Mountain Inn. Yep. Shelter Mountain Inn. They thought they were watching a football game or trying to tape a football game. Um, Okay. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Who's... Uh, Who's watching a VHS football game? <laughs> like, I wonder if the Chiefs beat the Colts in 1957. Well, they're in Washington, so they're really interested about the 2002 Seattle Seahawks, which they couldn't have been that good. Uh, probably not. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't their year. That wasn't the the time. Maybe. Uh, man, I can't even. I can't even name drop a guy on that team right now. Yeah, Rick Meyer. For all you people out there, Rick Meyer, maybe the quarterback. <laughs> Or Kitna, I don't know. All right, anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they're they're having this chat, and uh, yeah, Katie starts telling Becca she saw this tape, she saw it with her boyfriend Josh, and she starts saying she's like, "This is my this is the seventh day. I saw it one week ago exactly," and she starts choking, and and you and she's she's dying in front of Becca. Yeah. Um. But ha ha ha! It's a joke. It's a joke. Which I don't know. But it, good prank. Yeah, it was just foreshadowing. Yep. To, to what happens two minutes later in the film. Yeah. So then the phone rings. So yep. they bo- they both get sp- spooked oh, by this. A lot lot of uh, tension happening for yep. that phone. Everyone's really worried about this phone. And who p- p- Becca picks up because um, Katie's a little frightened, you know, scared about it, and it's her mom. Yep. <laughs> Again, a lot of these jump scares, scream. I'm telling you, it's like, yep. this is just like, oh, scream. It worked. It was awesome success. What was it, 99, 98? Yeah. So a couple years, four years later. So Yeah, like that when a stranger calls vibe. Like yeah. even if you go back even further. you, you it, It's like you get that that type of, of, yeah, tension building, that type of suspense, which is something that's pretty pretty great in a movie that's a little bit more of a psychological thriller in a way. Um, but so they they get separated um, while she's still on the phone with her mom, and then Katie hears some static in the other room on the television. She walks in thinking that Becca's playing a prank on her. Turns the TV off. TV turns back on. T- and she's she's panicked at this point. She runs over. She unplugs it. Massive spark. <laughs> 
You want to make sure you turn that. You want to power that down before you unplug. Clearly, yeah, right. <laughs> because I said the house on fire. Well, they were those big tube style TVs. Oh yeah, she had the big everywhere. CRT. That thing was uh, woo. No flat screens yet. Nope, not yet. <laughs> we had uh, VCRs so, and CRTs. When we talk about technology, uh, remember it's two thousand two. Then she uh, walks in and she sees the fridge door open. And so first of all, I'm like. All right, I got a loud, um, you know, loud static on the television blaring in one room, the fridge door in the other room. I'm like, hmm, did I get a little bit drunk? Yeah. <laughs> did I get a little drunk and gets hungry again? <laughs> it looks like my house when <laughs> one of those nights. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, okay, this looks familiar. Did I, did I turn off the TV? <laughs> to me, I'm like, I don't even think twice and just go to bed because I'm like, man, I'm high <laughs> or I'm drunk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so this looked like a regular Saturday night for uh, Jay and I, but um, <laughs> for for uh, Katie, this was pretty scary. Um, so she sees the fridge door open, she shuts that, and she starts heading upstairs. Again, she's still looking for Becca at this point. Um, goes upstairs, there's water all over the floor in the mm-hmm. hallway um, coming out of her bedroom, which is odd. Um, she walks up to the bedroom door, there's some water coming out of the doorknob, Opens the door and then gets massively frightened and boom. And and again, this is what's good about this. It's a PG PG thirteen rating, so you really don't see a lot of death. You see a couple. We see one, I think, one death in the whole movie. And and a lot of just like, oh yeah, this is what happened to them, and they show like bodies. Yeah, of like that they're scared of whatever happened, like in shock. Yeah, you, I guess you see you see two dead bodies, you see one death yeah. in the whole movie. So we're talking about like almost a two-hour movie. It's pretty long. Yeah, so the um, body count's super low, but uh, it's all about the, the build-up to this intense, this seven-day, you're in yeah. fear, and it's all going to—and it's all coming to a head. And it yeah. seems like it's very isolated. It's kind of like the—it's like— um, it's like the threat of getting hit or something. It's like you're you're constantly flinching around every corner. That's kind of what this movie does. It's not just like you got hit and you're dead. It's like you know death is there mm-hmm. and you're just waiting for when it's going to happen. Right. Because you find out. Or do you believe it? Like, is this, is this actually going to happen? Right, because you find out the four teens that watch the movie together are all, all dead. At the same time. and Yeah. Well, because be- so the, if we didn't make it clear... Uh, Katie died. So yeah, Katie's gone. When she opens that ba- that bedroom door, it's all over for her. Katie's sure. gone. Then the movie kind of begins. So that kind of wraps up the opening scene. This um, is a great opening scene, <laughs> like a homage to Scream. You got two girls frightened, a lot of buildup, a lot of jump scare. Happens you got quick. The, you got the TV. You just you still have no. Cl- There's an urban legend. They say it to you, and then you just don't understand. You want to see the movie? Yeah, you, you don't know that. what the you don't know what the movie is. But you're already like on the edge of your seat. Like, I want to see the video. Yeah. Or I want to know. Like, tell me more about this. And guess what? You, <laughs> through this movie, you do. And so that's yeah. We're, we'll end the opening scene there, and we'll go to the drop uh, when shit gets real. And before you jump in, I have yeah. six candidates here. Wow. You might have more. Uh, for me, it's the distorted photo of the four high schoolers from cabin 12 at sure. uh that's you, you see that photo and you're just like cuz it's kind of an aftermath type of thing yeah uh so that to me I was like oh you're like that was the foreshadow sign that shit's about to get real 
for these four people, and then seven days later, they're gone. Sure. The other candidate is the ladder in the alleyway because you see the film, and there's a, there's a scene where this ladder is kind of like up against this wall. For and no she walks, <laughs> she, Yeah, she walks out of Noah's apartment, apartment which is her ex-husband or ex-boyfriend ex- that they have a kid. Ex-baby daddy. Yeah, who they have a kid with, Aiden. Um, I just thought, oh shit, the ladder. Like, cause you're already triggered. Like, that's from that. That's from the VHS. Yeah, we're talking like a comically like tall ladder. Like, yeah. this is not an extension. Going ladder. nowhere. This and is like it, a solid like forty foot ladder. Going <laughs> nowhere. For and this guy pops out of nowhere with like a paintbrush and he goes just whistling. Hey, better not walk under it and get bad luck. You don't need that. But uh, then there was a fly on the screen. So of the movie, there's this fly on the screen that's on the camera lens. So you, it's, and then later as she's watching it, the fly is on the TV and she's able to pick it off. So I'm like, ooh, I was like, shit's getting real. She's starting to like, oh my god, like this is, I'm going nuts. Um, the dream sequence. Um, this is when uh, Naomi Watts Rachel is just kind of hallucinating to all hell, mm-hmm. and she's like in bed. She thinks like Aiden's like around or watching. Like she's walking into these rooms. She's getting jump scared. TVs are on. Uh, Samara's like in a chair in a room. Like all, all sorts of things. And yeah. then she kind of wakes up and then she does realize that Aiden has watched the film. And it's kind of like a little foreshadowing. And that whole dream sequence. I'm like, oh, oh my God, shit's, shit's more getting real. Um, number five. Aiden is at home while mom's out and about trying to do some research on the film, and he's just drawing a circle, the ring, on a on a piece of paper. And I think that's like a drop for me because I have a four-year-old son, and he likes to draw and do a lot of arts and crafts. And me and my brother joke a lot about, like, you should see some of, them, some of these drawings because it's like some of them are – because they're a four-year-old. Yeah. So some of them are like – I'm happy for him, but at the same time, I watch a lot of horror movies, and I'm like – what the fuck does that mean? You know, yeah. like, you know what I mean. So it's, to me, that, to me, that's a personal drop when Aiden's just going nuts drawing. And yeah, like, it's the 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 child drawing their feelings is such a cliche in horror in general. That, right, and I've seen enough of that. When I walk up my sons, I'm like, uh, that's a great one, and I'm like, that's going in the trash. <laughs> like, you're like, why is Daddy shorter than Mommy? <laughs> yeah. And then the last one. No, that's it. I have five. Do you have any more, or do you want to jump on some of those? Yeah, my my drop, the drop for me was the moment that Rachel watches the film for the first time. So she went, she, when she goes all the way out to the cabin. She goes all the way out to the cabin. She wants to get the same room, and she that finds- That falls under, well, that's dumb. <clears throat> right. <laughs> Category she, as well. She finds the tape out of this, like, <laughs> this, this is, like, the worst, like, VHS collection I've ever seen at a motel in my life. It's, like, all these leftovers of, like- and he even says that. He says, yeah. oh, that's pretty much for people that come and leave videotapes. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a shit selection. But she finds the one unmarked tape that she thinks right is going to be this movie. Yeah, right away. It's right in the middle. It's like, And then she's like, yeah, and I want to go to Cabin 12. Like, I want to see it in the same Who returned cabin. that film? Like, they didn't pay for the room, but they returned the film? That's, I don't know. Oh, or the keeper. Or he, yeah, like, goes he in, like, then, and yeah. he just, yeah, he takes the film back. But it's like, yeah, I thought that was, uh, well, we're stepping on the segment here a little bit. But uh, to me, that was, well, that's dumb. Because they're like, how do you know that's the tape? And you know it right away. I'm yeah, like, oh, she, my God, my. she she makes a very good guess. Um, but she watches the film. Um, it's all that it was cracked up to be. It's this very odd, bizarre, 
uh, I don't even know what to call it, film. Not even indie, it's a student film. Yeah, Noah like has film. a great description of it. Yeah. But as soon as she's done with the movie, the phone rings and says seven days. So for me, boom, that's the drop. Okay. We went from, um, we don't know anything about the movie. We know that the girl died because of the movie. And then our lead character, who we now are invested in, watches the film, gets the phone call. She's got seven days. Here we go. Right. So we got a lot there for you. We have half a dozen drops, but I like yours. Obviously, the, the, the video once you see it. And it's one of those things, even for me, like at the end of the film, it's uh, it, I have the same feeling for this movie, which is a very good feeling, a very powerful feeling when you watch horror movies. When you take a very not normal thing and you turn it into this very scary thing, and we're going to do this a lot in the future when we finally get around to Nightmare on Elm Street and how that is just an epic way of telling a story about dreams and how to control them and how they control you and how this is a normal thing. So even when you're lying asleep, you watch this movie and you're fearful. And at the same time, when you're watching The Ring, you watched the film. So technically, you have seven days, Eric. True. We didn't get the call, but that's that's part of the element where you watched it, though. You're susceptible to the seven days. And I think that, when I saw it in a theater opening weekend, I was like, wow, this got it. Like, I'm freaked yeah, out because got, got I just watch watched the video. And, the, and, and that's the underlying theme of this movie, which is powerful. Like Nightmare on Elm Street with a dream sequence, like a dream. You're like, I can't get away from not dreaming. My right. body's going to do it anyway, so it better not have Freddy in it. <laughs> I wasn't concerned because I made a copy of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm burning a DVD right now. <laughs> but it, it was it, that's what makes this a pretty epic film. Like You actually yep. get to watch that video, and you're like, oh, I guess I'm fucking in it. So when you talk about the drop, this is probably the award of, yeah, of course it's the drop, because you are now sucked in. You just saw it. So I love it. And I'm going to give a little bit of a rundown of the video. I'm not going to give you like frame by frame, but it's like a pretty short video, but basically some of the things that you see in this video. Um, yeah, he must have went to Berkeley. Yep. We've got, um, starts out, you see the the illuminated ring, all dark except for an illuminated ring, um, a river of blood, you got an empty chair, a comb going through some hair, and then it shows a woman brushing her hair in a mirror, humming to herself. Um, then a Anna Morgan. Yep, Anna Morgan. Flashes to a girl in, in the, another mirror. Samara. Samara, you can't really see her. She's got hair over her face, but you kind of get a quick glance of that. Um, then all of a sudden, there's um, a nail dripping with blood. Uh, then a random uh, tubby guy in a window. <laughs> um, that's, then, that's Richard, right? That's Richard. Um, a tree... A weird little wispy tree. Um, a Japanese maple. Japanese maple um, over a shot on the water. And a Japanese maple it. has a fruit that's called Samaras. Yep, right. So that's where they got the name. Although they try to play it off as like a, as like another name for a saddler, like a horse horse keeper kind yeah. of thing in the movie. But um, then you see the fly at that point, which doesn't really make sense because if you're actually recording this, if you're recording this on a camera, the fly would be much larger if it was on the lens, so yeah. I don't really know. But anyway, I digress. Um, then intestines coming out of a mouth. 
just like these intestines flowing out of a mouth. Um, then like a weird trash bag that looks like you're in like a Missy Elliott video. Um, <laughs> Super duper fly. Not like American Beauty with the bag just flowing in the wind. <laughs> no, not like this that. This is a black trash bag. No, we got a different different vibe <laughs> here. Um, now the uh, ring is a, is like kind of a crescent moon looking shape of mm-hmm. light. Um, a burning tree that looks like a painting. Um, then you see a nail going through a fingertip. Yeah. Um, rando. Um, then the one of the cool shots I thought was that you see all these kind of maggots. Yeah. On screen, and then it kind of goes to a negative, but the maggots now look like people swimming in a dark, like dark water. You see, like the, yeah, they're, they're, they look like people. Yeah, people at Woodstock running yeah. through the mud, right? Exactly. Um, then another shot of an empty chair um, with a glass of water and a centipede. So already, like, if I if what I'm telling you, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's where we are. I, and um, that, that student got an A for putting that film together. Yeah. Then we go to a three legged goat. <laughs> <laughs> um, a very Un- large comedy there. A very large <laughs> close up of a of a uh, an eye with a very large pupil. A box of fingers moving. <laughs> yeah, now it's just getting crazy. Now a tr- the same tree, but it's burning now. Then we're back to a trash bag. Back to the woman brushing her hair, and then it's what the a well. You see a shot of a well, and then maybe some hands coming but out of the well. Anna Morgan, she jumps off a cliff. Oh, point. Anna Morgan jumping off a cliff. We don't know it's Anna Morgan at the time, but a woman jumping off a cliff, then a shot of a well, and then the film ends and the phone rings. But some weird shit in there. Oh, yeah. And you're sitting there watching this whole thing just like in awe, and like like I, like I just prefaced five minutes ago, that you're just like, fuck, I just watched it. <laughs> you're like... <laughs> Again, I was like yeah. earlier today. I was like, "God damn it, the phone better not ring." <laughs> like, thank God, no one's calling me on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so I think uh, that covers the drop. Uh, shit got real in a couple different sequences, yeah. but shit definitely got real in this movie in general. Nah, it's it, like I said, it's a thriller. So it, there's a lot of moments where you're just like, "Oh shit, oh shit, oh!" Like if you're in a theater, you're just hearing people who are like, "Oh my god!" Right. So let's get to the favorite death scene. Not a ton. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I have the horse on the boat. Oh, yeah. Katie with her stroke, first death. Anna Morgan jumping off the cliff. Richard Morgan in the bathtub. <laughs> and Noah at the end in his office. Yeah, I think um, I got to go with Richard on this. Richard. Oh, he was very dramatic in his. I chose the horse on the boat. Well, very interesting scene because, yeah, you find out that um, essentially that all these horses she, – she goes through and finds out that all these horses were dying on Anna Morgan's farm. Anna Morgan turns out to be the adopted mother of Samara. All these horses started dying on their farm mm-hmm. on this island. And you're like, okay, that doesn't – why are all these horses dying? Um, and Richard implies it to – Rachel, after an interview, that yeah, horses sense things. When there is a problem, they will commit suicide, yep. and that's what these horses were doing. And that horse literally did that on the boat because it was confronted with Rachel, and Rachel's got the ring aura yeah. all over her, oh, and the horse time. is like, "Get the fuck out of yeah, here!" Yeah, she's because she's on day six at this point, right? Yeah, and he just this horse just jumps off the boat, 
And immediately, everyone runs to the back of the boat, and the horse just gets eaten up by the propeller. Propel- oh, and the blood propeller, all over yeah. the ocean. I'm just like, eh, that's a pretty good death. I mean, PETA, don't 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 come after us. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> whoa, I've never seen a horse like other than like the Godfather. It's a great scene in general because again, you feel like seasick on this boat because of all the green and the dark, uh, you know, eerie kind of sense with it. Yeah. But then, yeah, this this horse kicks the shit out of this gate and and is is running along this ferry and and yeah, dive biscuit. bombs off. Yeah, yeah no biscuit. Pun in, no, no pun intended. <laughs> exactly. So um, uh, I chose. Yeah, I chose the horse, and you chose Richard. Tell me more about Richard. Because it, it was it was actually a pretty good, uh, great death sequence. Yeah, because like you want Richard to die because he seems like a real schmuck. Because at this point you're like, okay, well he never wanted Anna to have a daughter, and you're like, he killed Samara. Yeah, and to be honest with you, uh, Franklin is on my or no, he's he's on my list for Franklin Award. He's, he's a Franklin. He, he's well, he's he's a candidate. There's there's I got a couple. Yeah, you you definitely want him to die, and he and he meets it great. He puts the. Uh, he what he does he he has I don't know about one point twenty one gigawatts, gigawatts of yeah. like uh, power <laughs> in his bathroom with a full tub and he has the horse like collar to bite on when he gets electric like electrocuted and he just starts yeah he's got like convulsing and blowing up and blood every you know blood all over I'm like yeah he's, oh man that guy went for it he's got oscillators and fucking synthesizers he's got like. 14 surge protectors strapped around his neck like he's Mr. T. Um, and yeah, he's got the, the horse collar and he goes in and he's the bathtub full of water, whole bathroom's full of water. And for some reason, Naomi Watts is trying to talk him out of this, but he flips the switch on the surge protector and yeah, he's he's cooked. He's toast. Yep. He's toast. But yeah, you want him to die. You're like, this, yeah. this fucker. Because you're well, like, right. he killed he's, Samara, he caused this whole thing. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a Franklin Award candidate for sure if not a winner we'll, we'll get to that later uh but let's jump to the next segment well that was dumb again i have a few i have a lot right watching the tape answering the phone uh in the in the house we already mentioned rachel picks the right tape right away i mean yeah come on that, that's kind of dumb um yeah you, it takes me like 45 minutes to find a netflix video that i already want to watch and uh yet <laughs> Yeah, I found this more annoying about Rachel's character is when she's with Noah and they're watching the video and they're like trying to like look at the tracking and she's trying to correct it to see the lighthouse, which plays a pivotal role in her investigation. And she's like messing with his equipment and you could tell the like the dynamic of their relationship there. And I was like, she, it's not really dumb, but I was like, yeah, actually it's dumb. I, I, it makes me hate Rachel. And th- there is a theme there. Like you start... I don't like Rachel through a lot of this movie. Um, as it, you just, never like her. No, she's a she's another Franklin Award for me. But the problem is she never dies. Yeah. But in, I had her on the list to be like, when is she gonna get it? Like I'm already tired of this. Like when's her seven days are up? She's a terrible mom. We'll get into that later. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, because we have a lot of notes on that. Um, anyway, uh, I digress. Let's get to. Rachel pets the horse on the boat. I'm like, that's dumb. And what happens is the horse meets its demise. Uh, Noah's trying to watch the tape at the, or he's trying to look at video of Samara at the ward when he's on the island. So Samara was was in this like psychiatric ward 
and he wanted to watch the video. So he goes in and he tells this guy, yeah, I'm Richard Morgan. <laughs> he goes, wow, you look great. And then he gets, and he's like, don't bullshit me, though. I know you're not him, but lie to me more. And then like, oh, the video's gone. You took it, and it has Richard Morgan written down. I was like, well, that was dumb, Noah. <laughs> like, you said you were Richard Morgan, and you are literally, obviously, the guy's already like, you're bullshitting me, and you have the tape, so get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> yep. So, um, and the other one, Adopting Samara, uh, that that was dumb. <laughs> uh, sorry. Not in the moment after where we found out that was dumb. Oh, and then there was towards the last scene, they're, like, trying to, like, uh, break the curse and they dig up to get to the well and they open it and they're like looking in and then all this things starts to happen tv knocks her in i'm like yeah just don't go in the well and she goes into the well yeah she goes so in the well. i'm like well that's dumb <laughs> so uh, again i have a lot of candidates i'm sure do you have any more of <laughs> uh, oh boy do i <laughs> all right okay so number one in the first five minutes uh when Rachel goes to um, her son Aiden's school, the teacher is clearly saying, like, your son's troubled after this death. And, of course, Rachel, being the best mom in the world she is, she's like, he's fine. But the best part is that she's like, I want you to see this drawing. So she shows a drawing that Aiden made. And <laughs> she's like, look. And it shows, like, this, like, stick figure, like, laying, like, in the ground or whatever. And Rachel goes, that's Katie. <laughs> okay, so how did you? How did you identify Katie from a fucking stick figure? Yeah. <laughs> That's Katie. She was like... <laughs> Easy, Rachel. And then the teacher's like, no, that was seven days before she actually died. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was uh, several days before the death happened. And then the it goes, dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> you know, like... But I love that, yeah, she sees this fucking stick figure, and she's like, That's Katie, oh my God. Like, It's a stick figure. <laughs> well, again, you're introduced to her character. She's walking down the hall. The kid's troubled. Katie just died. Everyone, the world's turning over, you know, turning upside down for Aiden. It's his like babysitter, best friend, all these things. And Rachel's screaming at her boss, calling him like a cocksucker or whatever, like really dropping some language. And then she like busts into the room and she's like, "Holy shit!" And then like has a smile. Oh, hey, Aiden. Why yeah. are you? Why are you in trouble? Or why are you here? And why am I here? It's just yeah. like. Mom of the Year Award. We'll, we'll get more into that, right? Definitely. Um, so when they, uh, when Rachel watches a video and all her selfies come out with a warped face um, and she has Noah take a picture of her, why don't they take a picture of anything else or anyone else to see if it's the camera or just like they don't know what's going on yet, but like she's only taking pictures of herself. Like take a picture of Noah. Is his face warped? Is oh, it not? Wait. So I have something here. Was this the invention of selfies? Yeah, I think so. I mean, she was taking pictures of herself. She had like she 20 sure of was. them. She kept. I mean, if I'm Naomi Watts, I'm taking selfies all day. I'm just going to say. Yeah, but, you know, and it's one of those cameras. It's not like, uh, it's like one of those cameras that has like the little LCD screen on the back. Yeah, it's it like an early digital camera for sure. Which I had one of those. I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that, that was kind of bizarre to me. Um the fact that she thinks that she's going to die from watching this video. She gets the phone call. Everything is tracking from when her um, niece Katie dies. Yet she fucking makes Noah watch the video. Why, why would you make Noah watch the video after you think you're going to die from watching it? Why not? You know what? Let me wait seven days, Noah, and see what happens. And then uh, if I'm all good, you can see the video. Why is she making him watch it right away? It's a, 
It, it just seems bizarre. Because she's an asshole. She a total asshole. And that didn't. That was very bizarre. Um, the picture of when she finds. Um, first of all, she finds this fucking lighthouse in the book in like 10 seconds. So the, the lighthouse that shows up in this video that she has to stretch out at the fucking FBI headquarters or wherever she is that lets her into like mess of videotape in there. She see, she spots a lighthouse and somehow in 30 seconds of the library, she opens up a lighthouse book and finds the exact same um, view of this lighthouse that is in the video. And now she knows exactly where this lighthouse is. Yeah. Kind of dumb. Yes. Um, her investigating reporting is kind of dumb. It's yeah. like, like she's phenomenal. She's she's lucky every time somehow. Yeah. Um, and then, but when she finds the pic, when she fi- when she figures out who Anna Morgan is, and she finds like these old these old shots and stuff, you're kind of like you get the vibe that this is like the 1600s or something, yeah. like based on some of this. But you're like, this is like 30 years ago. Like this isn't a long time ago. Yeah. But the picture of Anna with all the other women in front of like on that island is so badly photoshopped. Yes. Like you're just like, oh come on. Like you couldn't have done better than this. Like forty eight million budget. Come on guys. Yeah, that was such a bad Clean Photoshop job. Um the fact that John when John comes in and finds her watching the tape and like smacks the living daylights out of her and like try like basically tries to blunt force trauma her ass dead with the you know with that uh, uh horse horse thing yeah well you guys can mouth. tell us what that is yeah, I don't, yeah hits her with that and yet she follows him around like when did you get out the fuck out of the house like he just tried to kill you basically and oh, you're like following around like john tell me what happened to samara like get over it lady like get the fuck out of the house and call the authorities so that was very dumb and then I also thought the the scaling of Samara in the movie was very bizarre. Like you kind of get the sense that she's like eight in size. She's like, you know, seven or eight years old, like very tiny. But then when she's holding her in the bottom of the well, like the fucking skull on this child is like bigger than Rachel's. And then when she comes out of the television, she's like as tall as Noah. It just the it was I know they had to have an adult play that, but it just felt like they weren't using a child size replica to really create Samara and how scary it is. It was sort of like a full size person, which I thought was, I don't know, a little bit dumb Thought they could have, uh, it would have been creepier as a child, I think. Right. Um, so, oh, and the last one is to all the homeowners out there. If you ever want to burn a videotape, okay, we're talking about plastic and we're talking about, um, reels, you're not going to burn it in a gas fireplace. You will ruin the value of your home if you try to burn that <laughs> you have melting plastic in your gas fireplace. Um, anywhere else it's fine to burn, don't burn it in a gas fireplace. Yeah, right. Get your shit together. And obviously we can just say that the, the dumbest thing possible was that everybody was like, I gotta watch this movie. You know? <laughs> I want to watch this movie. Yeah, like, why hey, heard about the tape so, that kills you? Why I is everyone watch it. so eager to watch it? I mean, so is America when we uh, grossed uh, so many. Uh, it's like a movie. It's like super what we would call meta today, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, next segment. What would you do? Very. Let's just move right along. Don't watch the tape. Don't watch the tape. Okay, uh, but watch the ring because we're talking about it. Yeah, but watching the tape is like when your friends were like, "Oh my god, don't watch Two Girls One Cup." And you're like, no, 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 no. I won't watch it. Click. Then you're like, two minutes later, you're watching it, and you're like, I am never going to eat soft serve again. (laughs) 
god. If you've seen Two Girls One Cup, we're telling you right now, and this isn't to like pique your interest. Do not watch it. Yes. Yes, Just this, don't watch it. This is not a not a not a promotion of that. But the ring, it can be found on Netflix. So we're supporting you, Netflix. Two Girls One Cup is not on Netflix. Not, not on pr- Netflix. Pretty sure. Not yet. <laughs> not if they want a couple more. Uh, um... Although the amount of shit that's on Netflix, this movie is probably not far off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number six, the Sue Award. They ain't never gonna be right. All right. Candidates are Aiden, the little girl on the boat. Wonder if horse dies. Oh, uh, Samara. Okay. I guess Rachel because she survives. Sure. Anything else? I think the, I think the award is obvious to me. It goes to Becca. And Becca, that's right, because she already does go. Becca's to- in a fucking mental institution because her best friend dies in front of her. In this crazy scene. She's the only one who you can tell. Is not gonna come out of this okay. No, Aiden's a little friggin' weirdo. Like he's gonna be. He was fine. already weird. He was weird from the start. He's like, Rachel, don't, don't let her out. You know, like yeah, he, he doesn't call her mom. It's Rachel. Yeah, he's like he's totally fine. Everyone else who like probably wouldn't doesn't even know that Noah's his dad. Like, again, like this kid's just like on another planet. Oh, he yeah, he's way out of it. And and Rachel, she's like, all right, how do we fuck someone else's life up? You know, she. She's not worried at this point. All right, you're going with Becca. I 100% agree, but I have my dark my dark horse, no pun intended, is <laughs> the little girl on the boat when her horse just gets chewed up by the propeller. Yeah. She's watching. Daddy, my horse! Runs to the back. And I'm just like, oh, that girl. Poor girl. <laughs> like, she's so yeah. sad right now. So, That's true. Uh, I just saw my horse get brutally murdered, and she didn't even want to go on that trip. She didn't want to go on that ferry. Like, oh, Dad, where not. are we going with my horse? Yeah, like, we're going to the Island Olympics, duh. We're going to the island where all the other horses committed suicide. This sounds like a great idea. Dad of the year. <laughs> like, we're going to the Golden Gate Bridge for horses. <laughs> Jesus. All right, alternate ending. So what I have for this is not much of an alternate ending. You have more of that. I have what, if we wanted to make this modern time, uh... When I watch that video and I see the view that you'll understand later of when you see the ring, it's literally the sun from the well yep. that Samara was pushed into by her mother, right. Anna Morgan, um, and that's why the curse really unfolds and happens because of that. But anyway, you see the ring, and it's a light ring. So I like, oh man, it's like those light rings that people in social media, the influencers have. Okay, let's let's go with this and make it a horror movie. Mm. So now you have the ring light. Like the movie title. Yeah. And it could be a spoof. Or sure. it could be a real horror movie that this people are on social media and then somehow they get stalked and killed through their social media accounts and all the influencers finally get erased from our existence. Oh, that'd be nice, isn't it? Hey, you know, hey, I'm I'm free to any more ideas out there, <laughs> but uh, the ring light. Yeah, like they all they all watch like this TikTok that goes viral, and then everyone who saw the TikTok because they. But you have to have that ring light. Yes, I mean that's the point. The ring light, it's a has haunted to be ring there, light, for sure. <laughs> okay, um, I don't have a real reimagination, but my only thought was that um, 
instead of uh, everything kind of going going well at the end. Um, it does go well, too well. It goes well in a way that's like fucked up because it's basically like they're so glad that Rachel realizes that she didn't die because she made a copy of the tape. And so she's like, well, the reason I didn't die is because all Samara wanted to do was get her message out there. She wanted to pass on this message of what happened to her. And that's why making the copy and sharing it with somebody else made sure that she didn't, that Rachel didn't die. So she's like, well, I'm gonna have Aiden do the same thing because I don't want Aiden to die. But then they're ready, they're easily ready to pass it on to someone else. They want someone else. They're like, mm-hmm. we know someone else will die. And okay, you want to protect your own, but like they know someone else is gonna die because of this, and so they're they're happy to pass that on. But just a note to Samara, you could be a lot more clear with your message than that fucking nine inch nails video that you created because that didn't make any sense to anybody. <laughs> You're like, I don't know what a ladder and a fucking fingers moving in a box has anything to do with you getting garbage bagged and, and kicked into a well like baby Jessica. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, in the new world of the internet, man, this movie would just like spread like wildfire, very similar oh, to two girls in a cup. <laughs> exactly. Man, man, a lot of symmetry here. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, you said it, and I'm like, yeah. This movie would have caught on like wildfire today. Yep, it's the the, the ring light. <laughs> the ring light. I'm telling you, we can do this. We can do. We can franchise this as the American version called the ring light, not the Japanese. Yes, and it's about influencers and how they meet their demise. I have I have a feeling a lot of people out there are probably like, huh, I might want to watch that movie. And if you're offended by us saying this, then you are part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an, if you're a uh, wannabe influencer. Um, well, you might have the money to fund this movie, and you could be very rich. That's I don't know. True. So it, it, invest in us. It's just a good idea, guys. Like, let's. <laughs> I'm not. But I was just gonna say that uh, instead of everything going really well at the end, that when she thinks that she breaks the curse, she comes back, and now Aiden is trapped in the video. So a little bit inceptiony, but. Aiden is now trapped in the video because Aiden and Samara had this communication. He was, he was, she was showing him things the whole time. So maybe she leads him to come with her into the screen. And now he is with her because he saw the video and he is, you know, the next to go. Um, And now Rachel has to figure out a way to get him out and how to break the curse even more because Samara is basically an evil little shit. Um, Yes. You know, she got, she got drop kicked into the well, like you know, like, like Anna Morgan was Marty Janetti or something. But <laughs> um, ultimately, the girl was evil from the start. Yeah. So they did the right thing. <laughs> they just uh, they didn't. The problem was they didn't kill her. They needed to kill her. She survived seven days, which is where the seven day yes. thing happens, um, and the whole kind of messaging. But they needed to kill her. They didn't kill her. They and somehow she was able to haunt them after. All right. I like it. I love it. And let's move to the soundtrack and the score. I alluded to it in the top of the show. Uh, Hans Zimmer did the score. And like I mentioned, in most in most, in most, most of the film, you see some great cinematography. And all those shots had great scores attached to it. And if you don't know who Hans Zimmer is, I'm just going to throw out a couple movies. The Dark Knight Rises. Gladiator. Dunkirk. He's got Oscars. He's won 122 other awards for scores. This guy is 
scores. If and Hans Zimmer's been in The Simpsons, he does scores for the cartoon. Like the guy's everywhere. Yeah, uh, I think what kind of leads a lot of the scary parts of the movie though are are just sort of ambient noises and static. Oh, like white noise. Static. Yeah, white noise, static, uh, ambient noise. That kind of leads a lot of the scary scenes, but. During like investigations and all the other things that are happening, yeah, there's this really, it's kind of beautiful in a way. Like it's dark and it's ominous, but it's it's very well written. It's like it's something that that it brings emotion to you. I think the difference between something that scares you and something that brings like more of that emotion out in you is um, we're not just going for scares. We want you to be invested. We want you to like be curious, um, but we also want to scare the shit out of you. But it kind of does all of those things together. Yeah, so if we're rating this, I'm giving it another 10 in our book just because of the name Hans Zimmer. I mean, this guy is a very famous score. And if you allude to the ambient, this, the the white noise, the way that sounds are frightening, uh, every time you hear instruments, it's very well choreographed. Is that even the right word? Orchestrated. Orchestrated. Sure. Choreo is more dancing, right? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Orchestrated the fuck to, do we know, right? <laughs> to the great to to great cinematography scenes. And that that was always my point. I'm like, oh, this is a great shot. Skyview, watching the car drive through Washington. Yeah. And it's got a great violin behind it. Cause you know, like, oh shit, something's gonna happen here. Like it's leading you down that path. Like ominous tones and And I think it set the tone for a lot of movies that did those similar shots later on. Cause like that that whole thing of like following an aerial view of a car along a mountainside or something like in Seattle, like like that's done a million times over, you know, yeah. like um, I think a similar kind of um, sh- series that did this um, in Seattle was that the series, the killing. So yeah. kind of a similar to like a twin peaks kind of thing. Sure. Um, girl dies in a small town. Everyone's investigating. They got these two um, detectives, but it's set in this like gloomy Seattle a lot of driving scenes, investigations, but it kind of has a similar vibe of music and shots. And I think you kind of like go back and say that this, I think this was definitely a direct influence of, of how those things happen. But even when you go to shows like, what is it? Um, Like Big Little Lies that like, uh, I don't know, it's a Nicole Kidman show, sure. yeah. um, Reese Great Witherspoon, um, kind of yeah. similar thing when they show the opening scene, like it's got that like more popular song. Um, Mm -hmm. but the, the shot over the bridge, it's a little bit gloomy and it, it just kind of has a similar vibe to it. I think it just, um, it's not, it's very different in, in, in the sense that it's not the American psycho from last week. It's a a different vibe because it's less influenced by the music, but the music complements it very well. There's no music in it technically, right? It's, there's no pop music in it. Yeah, not that I'm it's aware just, of. It's just score and ambient noise, and it's very well done. No one talks about music in this movie. Correct. <laughs> not, not not like uh, Patrick Bateman. All yeah. right, so let's go over this. Let's make our final decisions. Franklin Award. Um, You're going with, with Franklin, with I'm going Dick. with John. John? Richard? Richard. Dick, Dick Morgan? Dick Morgan. Yeah. Richard Morgan, yes. Yeah. Okay, so I I will agree. The Sue Award, you're going with Becca. Becca, for sure. I'm I'm changing mine to Becca. So yes, I I, I will agree with you on that. We'll we'll have a concise uh, agreement there. Uh, 
maybe a new award, but I think it's, I don't want to call it the Aunt Martha just yet, because she was just the crazy motherly type. Um, but let's talk about Rachel Morgan. I mean, Rachel, I don't know her last name, actually. What's her last name? Doesn't matter. Rachel, played by Nellie Miller, the, the the Mom of the Year Award. Um, so let's 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 get your thoughts on that because you had some. And Anna Morgan, who was Samara's adopt, you know, she was she adopted Samara yeah. and threw and pushed her into a well. She's so more you, of the Aunt Martha. Like Anna Morgan's an Aunt Martha in this. I think okay. she's a little bit whacked out and she's like, I love you so much, you're all I ever wanted. No, Co- correct. No, so yeah. that, that's there's a great that makes a lot of sense. But then you have Rachel, who is in real time with Aiden, her son, and Aiden's already this creepy kid anyway. And let's get your thoughts on how how good of a mother she is. Let's let's really let's really pick on this. If you're a parent and you watch this movie, you're like, what the fuck is she doing? A this, lot of parents in horror movies are fucking terrible. Like, right, but this one, like, again, like you you get the vibe that she cares enough about her son, but not really like she feigns this caring of her son yet like he wanders around everywhere he walks to school by himself he basically plays the parent in the house yeah. he's waking her Doesn't up call for her a mom funeral. either yeah. just calls her by her first name rachel like super demeaning yeah he clearly has no respect for her no. he makes his own breakfast yeah, he walks to school like it's just, she's horse shit before even the movie starts according to aiden so aiden where's my black dress okay is your kid fucking ironing your dresses for you why how does he know where your dress is you're like still sleeping in bed. He, the kid's already been up for six hours waiting to go yeah, to his- Yeah, putting on his tie by himself. Come on, mom. That was a nice knot too, yeah, I will say. It's a Windsor knot. Kid, kid knows what he's doing. He was solid. Yeah. Even though he's a bit of a weirdo, he knows how to- Super weird. Yeah. Samara probably helped him with that knot. She Oh, she probably did. Samara and him are like but buddies. Yeah. But anyway, it, yeah. It, I The theme of Rachel being a- Mom of the year is just like throughout the whole movie. Every time she leaves for like what four days straight. I know she does send him somewhere to her like her sister's house, who just had Katie. Katie died of a stroke, or her heart stopped. I think is what they said. Her heart just stopped. Yeah, no other symptoms. But I think the the main thing that you realize that Anna Moore or not Anna Moore, sorry, Rachel is a piece of shit mother, is that. She makes Noah, baby daddy, watch the tape, even though she thinks that it's going to kill her. Now it's gonna, now the kid's going to be an orphan if this all goes the way it's supposed to. But she leaves the tape out somewhere or in the VCR so that fucking Aiden wakes up and watches it. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You've got this deadly tape. It's and like you're just le- keeping a gun on your kitchen table. Like, yeah, let me. It, I want to leave the fucking stove on so that my waffles take less time in the morning. Like this lady is a nut job. Like, what is she that. doing? Come on, don't, don't knock it until you try it. <laughs> you burn your foot in a George Foreman grill. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, no. I I left a burner on once, and my wife was just like, "How long was that on?" And I was like, "You don't want to know." <laughs> <laughs> like, what day is uh, it? <laughs> I, I'm laughing right now because it's nothing happened. But Jesus, you know, like for a moment there, I was like, "I'm an all star." <laughs> Um, and it's Rachel. Jay Keller. gets the Franklin Award. Yeah, yeah. I, I for that day, I, I, I'm moving forward. So it's Rachel Keller. That's Miss Miss Keller. Might as well be Helen Keller in this movie because she is completely oblivious to her son's needs. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, watch. Go back. Listen to our pod. Obviously, go back. Watch the movie and and, and pick up on some of these points. Rachel was horrible. 
but a very good investigating reporter. Her her job came before Aiden. Oh, for sure. But didn't really didn't have Noah in the picture, right? Because Aiden kind of knows he's her dad or he's his dad. But it seems like they're always together. Noah's like, kind of like always fo- cr- crunching film together. And it's the it point like- that Noah like follows him around and like walks behind him to school. It's like uh, that's creepy. What are we doing yeah. here? Yeah, they like pass each other in the rain, and I was like, "Who's that creepy guy?" Oh, it's it's his father. Yeah, you're like, who the fuck is this dude? And then you see him later because yeah, he's like a Patrick Dempsey looking looking guy. Oh, I was thinking Luke Wilson. Okay, yeah. I was like, wow, it's uh Luke Wilson. Uh, pretty much uh, took all of his l- next roles. You know, like I was like, you guys look like the same guy, kind of. You know, not mannerisms aren't really the same, but right, right. the look is the same. And I was like, you probably got market corrected by. Uh, Luke Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Going forward. Uh, Naomi, Naomi Watts, I thought she was, you know, she was in a couple more movies afterwards, but her career kind of took a turn, I guess. Yeah. Wasn't she in like, um, she was in another horror um, not too long. Was it The the Hours? Was that the what she was in? Sorry, I'm going to look it up live here because I want to make sure. Um, Naomi Watts. British actress, just for oh, all of you who are unsure. Okay, so she's not a poor poor woman's Nicole Kidman. She is British. <laughs> it's a, or an American. Yeah, version. I mean, she's in a lot of stuff. She was in 21 Grams the year that, after. That's it. That movie was... That was she, well, she was in The Ring too, right? Yes. Why um, not? You made a lot of money. You might as well make keep franchising this shit out. Easter. That's when, it, that's when you know, the, the, they jump the shark as uh, they go yeah. along. Another great horror remake that she was in funny games I'm not sure if you're familiar with that but it's I'm like not. um it's i can't remember it's like a either like a danish or some some foreign country movie about these two kids who like torture this woman in a house um they just think it's like funny and humorous for them to do that and so oh, they made a remake terrible. of this with Naomi Watts um in 2007 so another Another remake that she was she in. She kind of stuck to that genre, huh? Yeah. Um, uh, interesting. Yeah, like some pretty big, some big budgets and then some kind of smaller roles, but um, definitely was in a handful of uh, horror movies. Um, yeah, she's, uh, oh, Shut In. That's a new one. We're going to have to go through and watch some of these. Yeah. Um, hopefully she is a better mother if she's in any more of these <laughs> as a mom. Yeah, I know. At 21 grams, I don't think she, I, I remember watching that movie. It was pretty, um, pretty moving film. Um, we don't have to get into it on this show, but, uh, I don't remember her character being very likable in that one. Probably not. But anyway, there was something about her that you weren't always liking her. Like she was always doing like pretty, pretty bad things. So she never had a role where she was like, like a rom-com, like, yeah, like a, um, like a Julia Roberts or a uh, Reese Witherspoon, or you, you would imagine from this movie her career would have somehow catapulted into that and just make twenty million dollars a film, but I don't think it ever happened. Yeah, could have. I don't think so. And she, if you go back in time and you watch it, everybody, uh, twenty years ago, Naomi Watts, she looks great. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't understand why she didn't. She must have. Said, hey, I, I'm saying goodbye to Hollywood and started a family. Who knows? Like, a lot of things could Or was she a bit typecast? Like, sometimes yeah. Some of the people blow up for being in a horror movie, and then sometimes they don't. But 
She was very good in this. I, I, I mean, as far as acting goes, she was very good. Just Rachel was a terrible mom. <laughs> so I think we're all good. We're right there, right? Are we ending ending the show there? Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a good it was a good rewatch, and I think that the movie itself might be a little bit polarizing with the horror community. I think that. Um, Maybe it's too mainstream for some. It's not enough of a slasher genre, not enough death scenes in it. Um, but it's got a psychological thriller element to it. I thought it was a good watch. crime. You're like trying to break the story. You're going there with them. It's it's very M. Night Shyamalan-ish. Like yeah. you said, during this genre of time, it was like the sixth sense. The sixth like sense. All this stuff is like happening. And you're kind of like, you want to be on the edge of your seat and you are yeah. and you're 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 emotionally involved into this movie in this video and like i mentioned go back to what i said earlier it draws you in you're a viewer of this you are yep. just as much of a victim of watching this movie as rachel as aiden as noah as everybody else in this film you are now a character in this movie genre in this movie and very much similar to, I always will compare it to Nightmare on Elm. Not many movies do this. Right. Where it takes this thing that you're like, you can't control. And guess what? I'm showing this movie to you now. And now you have to think, oh shit, I didn't want to see that. And that's the point. And that's why I think this movie had legs. That's why I think it got a, and that's why whenever we get to it, the Blair Witch Project, way ahead of its time at that yeah. time, before the internet, we'll get into that whole show at another point, but very similar vibe. You watch something, you're like, was I supposed to watch that? Like, probably not. Like, yeah. and I think that's the point. Like, the, the, you you want to leave that movie theater going, oh shit, I watched it. Like, I, sure. I don't want my phone to ring. Like, it's a real moment. Yep. At least for me, I was a 20, 20 year old college kid. I was like, I'm turning my phone off. <laughs> and I probably did. So, yeah. Those are my two cents, and I'm sticking to it. Yep. G- uh, good watch in general. Definitely worth, worth going back and checking out. And maybe it'll prompt you to watch other remakes that came out of Japan that they did in the following years The Grudge, yeah. Pulse, or maybe even you go back to that year and you watch things like Fear.com. But, um, all movies that were definitely a time period piece that when you go back, like 2002 or 2004, um, looks like might as well be 1986 when you go back. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a lot of the technology VHS, and everything flip is phones, yeah, internet, Windows 98. All, it feels so dated, but it's a good it's a good time to go back and say like there were some interesting movies that came out during this time, but it's like such a 2000 film, you know, yeah. it's sort of like the Jason X of horror like that that came out Hans Zimmer did that as well there we go he did that score as well but you're like Jason X feels so different than all the other Friday the 13th films and it's so 2000s you know Um, even though they made it very futuristic it's so so like if you know if you kind of get what I'm saying like this movie is very 2000s it's very 2000s yeah All right. anything else nope we might be, I'm going away on vacation, so uh, I think we might be taking a, maybe a little break next week. Okay. I'm telling you this now. <laughs> It'll give us more time to plan. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll uh, I think we're going to have a murder's row coming up here, I think. We're gonna, yeah, we're, 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 I think we're going to come back with it. a slasher. I feel, like, I feel like I'm vibing towards a slasher. 
Yeah, so I, we talked about it. I think we said it on the show. I think Friday the 13th, we're going to hold to maybe our special Friday the 13th, August episode. Yeah. I, I feel we're just going to drop it during that time. Yep. But maybe we'll do a Nightmare on Elm Street when we get back. Like, I let's, want body let's, count. Let's, let's, yeah, let's get to some of these OGs here. Yep. So we'll leave it there and uh, stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram at Real Thrills Podcast. And follow us on Spotify. Are we on Apple? We will be. I think that's a strong one. I think our our, our listenership will, will will double once we get to Apple because a lot of people have Apple. I don't think a lot of people have Spotify. Well, yeah, we will get that linked up. We'll get our, our RSS feed on there. Maybe we'll throw it on Google. We're gonna throw it everywhere. We're still eventually. Built. Yeah, we're we're getting some good feedback. A lot of new, uh, a lot of clicks, a lot of listens. So we appreciate all you listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, continue to listen, and uh, we hope to continue to grow and maybe have another guest with us uh, from time to time to follow our segments along. For so sure. we'll try to make this, keep it having fun with it. You know, it's 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 all fun and games until somebody gets killed. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and uh, peace out. Good night.